Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. No one is more hated than he who speaks the truth. Plato Welcome, my fellow Stoics, to the first episode of the short series, Creatures of Habit. Today we'll be discussing, are you, in fact, addicted to suffering? I mean, what does that even mean, to be addicted to suffering? I'm not addicted to suffering, Right? It sounds like such a cliche thing to say when, when you tell somebody, you like drama? Do you like drama? <laughs> but something that we should be actively trying to recognize is our habits. Now, this is where I really want to start this quest to discover if we are truly addicted to suffering. Recognizing our habits. All the Stoics were big on routine. And it well in the me- in the mental and physical sense, they understood that excellence comes from excellent habits, habits creating the personal world that you desire, you know, through your habits and your actions, you know, your daily actions. Something that doesn't get discussed enough is how habits are created and why they are so hard to break. A lot of times the subconscious mind doesn't know why it thinks the way it does or responds the way that it does. You have to bring them to the conscious mind. That way you can examine them, dissect them. So as a Stoic, we should be active in our awareness of what we do on a daily basis. For example, many resolutions this year is to stop procrastinating. I don't want to procrastinate anymore. So we should ask, Why am I even procrastinating or holding back on what I need to do to begin with? And it could be easy to just think of new habits or ways of preventing procrastination. You know, just do things that will prevent procrastination. But as Cicero and Seneca would say, the unexamined life is not worth living. So getting to the root makes creating a new habit far easier because we are able to catch ourselves in the moments of procrastination or the things that trigger procrastination. So the next thing then is why do I even wait until the last minute to do things? That's the next step to the root, right? Getting close to that root. So the key thing in that statement is I, my brain, seems to enjoy the added pressure of doing tasks at the last minute. Now, why is that, though? Something we can do is, you know, maybe think back to our childhood. Were you always rushed to do tasks? Or did you feel pressured when you performed tasks? Maybe um, another possible thing is, did you feel rewarded when you accomplished something quickly? You know, think back to those moments of your life 
make because a lot of times the habits that we have today are created in our childhood. When it comes to feeling pressured when you perform tasks where your parents kind of looking over your shoulder and um, quick to point out the flaws in your mistakes, that pressure added to the things that you need to do. So think back to those moments in your life where the habit was created. Now, when you get older, because that habit still exists in daily life, you may end up finding yourself creating the moments of stress by purposefully waiting till the last minute. Now, you could not feel motivated or satisfied in performing regular work in a you know, more appropriate pace. And instead, you see that you only have an hour left of the day and boom, the motivation kicks in. And when you complete tasks, you feel like, yes, I did it. Well, what we may not realize is that we is what we have done to ourselves is create a dependency for stress. And what I mean by stress, let's put it into a biological sense. You have created a dependency on cortisol. Now, why would this information be important to begin with? Well, the subconscious mind would seek more and create more habits that revolve around that hormone, the hormone that you created, or the hormone that you created the habit for, that you that your mind actually enjoys. Cortisol ends up replacing the hormone that you should be addicted to, which should be dopamine. Now, to go one more level deeper, this addiction to stress, to the stress hormone, could manifest itself in other ways, like in your relationships. For example, instead of providing consistent love to your partner, you could end up withholding love and affection. And when your partner points it out and you get into an argument, you feel absolutely motivated to be a better partner, only to loosen up and create an environment where you know you may get that rush of cortisol again when you slip, when you know the next when your subconscious mind knows the next argument is coming it knows the next rush of cortisol is going to come only then do you feel motivated to do the things that kind of should be doing in a relationship now again let's go a little bit further think about work i work well under pressure oh do companies love to exploit that statement <laughs> of course in a way you would thrive in this environment because of your addiction to cortisol, but the end result may be that you become a workaholic. Now, obviously, not in all cases. Maybe you love your job. Maybe you love what you do, and that's why you know, you actually have a nice rush of dopamine when you get work done. But for a lot of people who have bad habits surrounded around cortisol, you may end up procrastinating your projects, kind of wait to do them at the last minute, and then you rush to get them done, and then you feel great. That is an addiction to cortisol. Now, what about your friendships? You may jump in excitement when you hear drama, or seek to help a stressed out friend. I know a lot of times you can also hear people commonly say, oh, this person loves to fix people, or maybe I have an issue with fixing people. Well, could that be your addiction to cortisol? You love the stress of actually being helpful to people in that way. 
Now, obviously, that's not all bad. Maybe you're just a very empathetic person. But understanding the habits of why you do the things that you do are important. You have to self-actualize. You have to criticize yourself and understand why you do the things that you do. Because you, you end up finding that sometimes some of these habits you have shouldn't serve you the way that they do. You see, this habit that was instilled in the past has now gripped you and you now rely on cortisol. Maybe you perform well. Maybe you like cortisol. Ah, well, we cannot be ignorant of the consequences, though, if we do enjoy the cortisol. I work well under stress. I don't care if I have, if I'm addicted to cortisol. So be it. You know, my life has is being great right now. <laughs> well, again, we can't be ignorant of the consequences. High cortisol levels have been linked to high blood pressure, cancer, anger problems, low energy levels, and inability to lose weight, and the list goes on and on. You see, my fellow Stoics, we are not born to be addicted to cortisol. We are born to chase the dopamine. Cortisol rush didn't keep our ancestors moving when we saw tracks of the next hunt. No, dopamine kept us pushing, even when we were tired. Cortisol didn't help us find our love and build meaningful relationships. Dopamine does that. Understanding this, understanding the why of our habits, create better habits. So, being that we are creatures of habits, as uh, think to ourselves critically, am I addicted to suffering? If so, get to the root and recreate better habits. So, again, are you addicted to that suffering? And then think back to yourself. Think of the life that you have had this entire time. What were the moments that created that initial habit? If I am addicted to the things that aren't good for me, then think back to why that was instilled. I mean, you'd be surprised, but a lot of times these issues come up as adults when they were instilled to us as children. A lot of who we are comes from how we grew up. A lot of the suffering that we create for ourselves, it was instilled in us as from childhood. A lot of the toxic relationships that people get into were because you had a toxic family member, a toxic mother, a toxic father. Boys seek what they saw in their mother. Women seek what they saw in their fathers. And then whatever fluidity you want to add to that as well. At the end of the day, you have to look back to yourself. Am I addicted to this suffering? How was it created? What is it doing to me now? What do I want to see in the future for myself? And then go back to that root. How do I change the root? Because I can assure you, when you actually realize and recognize the root of the things that you do to yourself, you literally create new neural pathways in your brain. It literally makes it impossible for you to go back to what you were because you are now aware of the root. And when you're aware of the root and you break it, you make it better for yourself. You will find yourself maybe not being so addicted to suffering. Now, this can come in many, many ways, right? It could even be 
in politics. Why do I hate Republicans? Why do I hate Democrats? Somebody taught you that, you know, and that's a hard pill to swallow. You were taught to do a lot of things that you do. And when you feel extreme uh, emotions towards people or towards ideas or towards things, you have to understand why do I feel the way that I feel? There was a root there and now it's created a habit for me that whenever I hear any political discussion from that person, it does not matter what they say, how they say it, I will not listen. I mean, are you addicted to the suffering of not being open to wisdom? Any wisdom, wherever it comes from, that's not a good life to live. Think about it in all ways. We are creatures of habit. Much of the suffering that we have is created within ourselves. And we do it on a day-to-day -day basis because we've created habits for ourselves. So think back to your habits, understand why, understand the root, and then create new habits for yourself. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.